Hi there, this is Aiden Baker, and welcome back to the Get Well Soon podcast. Um, just want to get some formalities out of the way. If you aren't yet, follow us on social media at the Get Well Soon. Um, that's Instagram and Twitter that we're on right now. Still looking to expand. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you're finding this, um, make sure to either subscribe or follow so that you're notified and in tune when the new episodes come out. Um, and tell a friend, tell a family member to listen and come join. Um, I'm excited to bring you this next episode. Um, I wanted it to be one with a guest. We had some technical difficulties this week, but hopefully that episode will be available soon. But I cooked up this other one and I'm really excited for you all to hear it. Um, and with that, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome. Oh. Sorry, I'm in my closet. Something just fell. Anyways, hello and welcome back to the Get Well Soon podcast. Um, how's everyone's week been? My week? <laughs> I feel like Dora. How has your week been? Pauses for you to answer. Oh, exciting. No, but really, how has your week been? Because mine has been a roller coaster. And I think life has just thrown the book at me. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, of all weeks. I don't know why this week. Like, it's the first week of November. I'm starting to play Christmas music again. Like, my birthday's in a month. I'm feeling great. But life said, no, just hold on. Hold on. We're going to throw all these responsibilities at you and see how you take it. And, oh, it's been it's been working me. But, you know, we've, we've made it to Friday now. Um, we're here. I'm recording this not on a Friday. But... <laughs> You, the listener, have made it to Friday, which means we collectively have made it to Friday. I'm excited for the weekend. My dad's going to be here this weekend. Uh, this is So that'll be fun. Get to take him to a football game. Um, he should he should enjoy that. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, prior to Friday, girl, this week, mm-mm, I'm ready to fast forward for real to the weekend and get a break I just feel like I've had so much to do with midterms projects and I'm just like ready to like pass out I'm also ready for you know an extended break I'm ready for Thanksgiving which is a while from now but I'm looking forward to it and get to go home and eat see some family um so with that being said I'm very excited this is probably the highlight of my week to be back on the microphone talking to y'all I've missed you guys I've missed doing this I'm in I'm like I said earlier I'm in my closet um it's kind of a sick joke to be back in here um but has the best acoustics in the apartment so we're in here and I'm glad to be you know talking to you all again and doing this and thank you again for so much love on the first episode um I won't get too mushy about it but it's meant a lot to me um and it's kind of felt like surprising in a way, like I felt like I didn't really deserve all that hype for the first episode, but I've learned to settle into it and appreciate the lovely responses. And so thank you so much for listening. Um, and actually, that's kind of a good segue into our topic today, um, which is imposter syndrome. Now, um, like I just said, 
I gave a very good example of how imposter syndrome is playing a role in my life. But what imposter syndrome is, for those who don't know, um, this is a definition according to Healthline.com. Imposter syndrome, also called perceived fraudulence, involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persist despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. Um, And so to counter these feelings, you might end up working harder and holding yourself to higher standards. Um, And another article from Time Magazine talked about, essentially, very simply put, imposter syndrome is the feeling that you've only succeeded due to luck. And oh my goodness, do I have the worst case of imposter syndrome known to man. Everything that I've ever worked for and received... I have just always felt like, okay, this is the, this is the wrong Aiden Baker. Like this was the wrong one who applied that you slid this offer to. I'm not the one, right? Like it's it's this constant kind of fear that eats at me. But I was glad to learn I'm not alone in struggling through that particular um, experience. And it's something that I think we all deal with in really different ways. I think some kind of general ways you see it manifest is with perfectionists and people that try to be superheroes like I feel like you know are doing the job better than me are going to look at me like why are you in the room and are just going to completely discredit my resume my background granted they've all read it and they all hold me to the same kind of adult standard as their as their colleagues but I can't help but feel you know in the rooms that I'm in that I'm in there as a joke or I'm in there particularly to fill a diversity quota like again with the intersections of my identity being African-American and also being openly queer, I am in a lot of ways a diversity brochure's dream, which makes me nervous that sometimes my actual qualifications aren't getting looked at. But because I check a lot of great boxes for people who are trying to have um, a work environment or a culture that is diverse in nature and inclusive in nature, like that I'm just the, the perfect guy to pick up to, to fit those numbers. And so sometimes that gets to be something that bites away at me. Um, and, and it's it's difficult. There's, there's no perfect way to take care of imposter syndrome. It's something that continues to evolve and change, you know, as, as you go through life. Um, I think another interesting aspect of it for me um, is being a young professional. I think there's something about the way that we as I'd say young adults like 18 to 20 and it's even getting younger now but we're asked to do more at a higher level and kind of integrate ourselves into the professional world at an even younger age than I think ever before which really creates some interesting for me some interesting challenges of of (laughs) battling my imposter syndrome it's like okay so I'll give you an example. My freshman year, I was in a uh, freshman council, which is like an intro program for student government. Um, and one of the things we worked on in my committee was helping plan an event that was a part of the um, inaugural diversity week at my university. Um, it was, you know, the first time in our school's history. It's a big deal. And they wanted us to help. And so you know, big wig administration people were having these meetings weekly and I somehow got invited to go and they're like, oh, we need you there. Like, we want your input. We want to hear what you have to say. And I was like, 
um, okay, are you sure? Like, are you, like, I don't know what I have to bring to the table. Are you positive that you want me to come to this meeting and contribute? Like, I can sit there and listen if you want. I'm good at that. I'll sit there, be quiet, sit still, look pretty. Like, that's my thing. But no, they're like, no, we want you to come in and talk. We want to hear what you have to say. So that was shocking. But I ended up <laughs> kind of on a whim coming up with the name for the program, which was really exciting. They're like, oh, that's great. We love that. I was like, wait, really? Like, are you sure? Like, I was kind of spitballing that. But they took it and ran with it. And I've developed relationships with, you know, older professionals at this university that um, I didn't think I would have. And it's like I still kind of get weird, <laughs> weird feelings and emotions when I, I go into the administration building for meetings with these, you know, very powerful people who oversee a school of over 30,000 people. And it's like, why me? You know, out of this big pond that we're all swimming in. Why me? You know, this little fish, me. But yeah, I mean, I, and, and I think just in general, being so young and having so much that you're tasked of and having such a reputation to uphold can be a lot. It can be pressuring. It can cause a lot of anxiety and depression, which I've, you know, worked through. Um, but it's, it's, it's something that I think a lot of us are battling with. And so um, obviously... Like I said, there's no perfect way to deal with it, but I know how I personally am working through it is um, I try to do affirmations when I can um, and just reinforce that what I am, what's, what's, what's brought to me, what I've earned, what I've worked for, I genuinely have worked for and earned it. Obviously, I, I, it's important to recognize privilege when you know it's there and when it's present, but for the most part, I've worked very, very hard for where I've ended up in life, the things I've been afforded in life. And I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that because I'm like, well, maybe it's because I'm, you know, they need to check a diversity box or maybe they need to do whatever. And it's easy for me to get in that mode of, oh, you were just really, really lucky. You were really, really, really lucky. But no, it's, it's about intentionally telling yourself, I deserve to be here. I deserve to have this seat at the table. I deserve this job offer. I deserve this scholarship or whatever it may be. And hitting that home. So affirmations are, are big with that. Um, I also I, kind of on the same topic, I try to like change the language around how I talk about my achievements and how I talk about um, the things that have come my way. Um and trying to talk more positively about it because sometimes the self-talk can be negative or you can almost be like so humble that you like humble to a fault like you of course want to be very gracious and thankful for your opportunities but also be confident in them there's also a point where you can still be thankful and gracious but also feel like maybe I didn't deserve that I mean like thanks I guess you know so you want to be as confident in what you've done as you can and talk confidently about yourself. I think I also struggle with taking compliments, which I think (laughs) is also relating very directly to, you know, my imposter syndrome, but learning to accept praise from people like not gonna lie after the first episode, this podcast dropped and everyone was responding so well, I wanted to go hide in a corner and never come out again. I was like, oh, this is a lot. I don't know how to take this. I could, I, I don't, my body does not know how to handle this. I was 
wildly grateful and thankful but i was also like oh why me why are we why are we throwing compliments and and praises my way like can we not do that but you know again working through it and it's something that i have to continue to change the language around and tell myself like no you've you've worked hard you are worthy of the praise you're getting you're worthy of the success like just let it let it come to you um and so that's that's how I, I try to work through imposter syndrome. But also, I would say changing, um, like like putting thoughts into perspective is something I try to do too. So taking a step back and I think looking at things from a macro view um, is also really, really important. Um, I think it's easy, like I talked about a little bit in the first episode, but um, another part of getting into that tunnel vision when you're really busy and you're really kind of um, objective driven and very like functional, um, it's easy to kind of become robotic in your mindset around your successes because you're so focused on the big thing. You're so focused on the end goal in the same way that you miss things unrelated to what you're working on. You also miss the milestones you've hit um, with the, the small work you're doing presently. And I think it's important to take time to like celebrate the small wins um, because when your goals are very big and ambitious and adventurous, they kind of become the only thing you can see, which is really hard. But as you begin to set objectives for yourself and have like benchmarks and milestones for yourself, it's important to celebrate the small ones. Like it's important to celebrate the little things before you get to that big goal that you've wanted to achieve. Um, and I think that's also helped with my imposter syndrome because it gives me a way to quantify and kind of like justify the work that's gone into the things I've earned. And one of the last things I'll say about how I deal with imposter syndrome is I've tried to limit um, the amount of comparison I do during the day, uh, meaning like how I compare myself to others around me. Um, when I was interning this last summer, I was really bad about that. I was always comparing myself to the other interns in my program because there are people with, you know, finance majors and they were in the honors colleges, their respectful schools, and they've been doing, you know, X, Y, Z things. And I kept starting to doubt, oh, well, maybe I'm not doing enough or, or well, how do I get picked for this program if all these other highly qualified people are here too? Like, what are they like, are you sure, like, you meant to have me here? Because I don't know if I'm really meant to hang with this group. And that limited me in so many ways in life and always has. Like, it's all, I've kind of counted myself out of a lot of things because it's like, well, you see the quality of person that's been in this role before or the quality of people that are going to be on this team. Why would I want to try and join? I don't know if I bring that same level of expertise to the table. I don't know if I bring that same, you know, skill set. But when you begin to pivot, and look at what you bring to the table purely off of what you've done, what you've experienced, and hold that to the same value as what someone else has done, that's when things start to get better. But you have to begin to look at yourself in a vacuum, which is really kind of hard. It's very hard because it's very easy to compare things and have something to base your evaluations off of. Like what, what is, you know, so you, but you have to become your own bar. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can look at other people for inspiration, but don't look at other people for comparison. It's 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 difficult to do. It's tricky. 
You can pull what you like from people that inspire you, but don't let that become what you're trying to achieve. You need to try to, you know, be the best version of yourself and try to put the best version of you out there. And so when you end up in these situations where you're applying for jobs, you're applying for whatever it may be, know that you're putting out the best version of yourself. They're looking for the best version of you, not the best version of Aiden Baker, the best version of the next person, right? They're looking for the best best version of you. And so I've had to do that for myself and look at my resume, look at what I've done and kind of hold myself individually to a standard for myself, not based off of what's really like happening next to me and around me. Um, And so that's been helpful in easing my anxieties of, you know, why am I here? (laughs) Why, why am I in this position? Why am I in this role? And so I hope from this little discussion today, you've been able to take a little bit from um, how I kind of navigate imposter syndrome. Um, But I do want to leave you with a fun story um, before we just get out of here. I don't want to be fully informational. Um, Yeah, so let's just get right to it. So basically, last year, as many of you know, I ran for student body president. And following the election results, I got a call from our university president at the time. Um, and he, you know, was like, Hey, I, I, I know you didn't win, but I still want to congratulate you on a great race. Like I want us to be in touch. This is my personal phone number. Keep it, um, proud of you, all that. And I was like, wow, okay. University president just called me on my cell phone. First of all, don't know how he got my number, but stranger things have happened Two, That was kind of cool. How about that? The imposter syndrome was kicking in. I was like, Ooh, maybe he texted the wrong number, called the wrong number, but I was learning to roll with the punches and roll with the achievements as they came in so like okay he called me fun um later that week i get a text from him um and it's in a group chat with a lot of like high up university officials like the provost was in there i think um the president's chief of staff was in there and he texts these details he's like hey we have a tea time on sunday at you know xyz golf course at 8 a.m i'm like what huh golf what like what and so i you know i'm i'm whatever i was (laughs) i was i was like okay immediately texted every member of my family like hey y'all i think i'm playing golf with the university president this weekend don't know if it's for sure but i just got this text so y'all look out for some pictures everybody's going nuts like oh we need to know like we need all the details let us know when you get there blah 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 and so i'm i'm all excited right and i was with two of my friends at the time when I got the text message. And so they were obviously invested too. And they're like, well, do you have any golf clothes? I was like, no, not really. Do you have any golf clubs? No, not really. So I had to scramble and basically get myself into Tiger Woods shape in three days. So we went to Dick's Sporting Goods, bought a ridiculous amount of golf clothes. Like I spent at least an hour there doing like different try-ons and different fittings. Like I really (laughs) wanted my golf outfit to look on point. I wanted to look like I had played on the PGA Tour before. Like I, there was no room for error. And so we picked out a good outfit, spent a lot of money on it. It was fine. I bought like a bucket of golf balls because I figured that was needed for whatever reason. Um, bought golf gloves. I, I, I had a visor. Like it was the whole thing was there. I borrowed my boyfriend's uh, stepdad's golf clubs and <laughs> like just had this bag of golf clubs I had never used before 
And he's like, you know, walking me through like where the tees are, where the, the extra golf balls are, like what each club was. He's like, you'll probably only need these two. You know, I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, basically do a crash course on golf. There was like a uh, like a golf for dummies handbook at the cash register. I bought it. I was like, oh, I'm going to know. I'm going to know this course, you know, front to back by the time I'm ready to go. So whatever. And then um, did some Google mapping. The the golf course itself was like two hours away from where I live in South Carolina. So I was like, that's kind of far. I'm going to have to get up at the crack of dawn. My friends were like, don't worry about it. You just, just stay the night and, and we will drive you to your to the to your your golf outing i'm like okay all right cool um so i i you know mentally prepared myself we woke up at like 6 a.m had crispy cream donuts in the morning got up drove two hours away to the golf course um here's where the story gets really interesting so we um stopped at a mcdonald's for food on the way and we're sitting in the parking lot and I get a text um, outside the group chat from a member of the university president's staff that says, um, hi, Alex. I just want to let you know our tea time got moved because of frost. Um, and I'm thinking, who is Alex? Because it's not me. Um, I text him back. I was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. This is this is Aiden Baker. I really hope there's not any confusion um, on who's supposed to be here. Uh but you know, I'm 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 here, I'm at the golf course, whatever. And he's like, oh, oh, my my mistake must be the cold weather. Then he goes back into the group chat, sends me another text that says, Hey Alex, our tea time got moved. Same same text that he just sent me personally back in the group chat. And again, I'm like, I'm sorry. This is Aiden Baker. Like I really hope there isn't any mistake. Like I'm 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 at the golf course if you if you want me to join you. I don't know. So the, the text messages, you know, the, the group chat goes silent for like five minutes, which felt like five hours because there had been all this banter back and forth about who was going to win, who's going to buy, who, what for losing, you know, classic, classic golf trash talk, whatever it may be. And I was just saying that like, we drove out here two hours. My friends drove me two hours for this to be the wrong number. Oh, if the imposter syndrome hadn't been at an all-time high before now, this was the peak. I was like, I'm quite literally the wrong person. There is no, like, there's no denying it. I've, I, so, whatever. I'm over here having a freak out in the car. Um, I get a text, again, same guy. He says, hey, Aiden, um, are you still here at the golf course? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, well, we'll come inside. We're ready for you. So, I, I, I walk in um, to the clubhouse. It's the university president. It's uh, you know, a member of his staff, um, and they're just sitting there and they're laughing. They're they're like cracking up, like they like had to have just heard the funniest joke in the world. I'm shaking, nervously laughing. I come in and start laughing. I don't even know what's funny. I'm just laughing with them because I'm like, well, I'm here. Um, and they text me and they say, you know, we we meant to text a member of our board of trustees whose name is Alex, and um, we kind of had to laugh when a student walked in, um. But, you know, since you're here, we'd love to have you play some golf with us. And that's what I did. I played the worst nine holes of golf with this man, um, but had a great time, had great conversation. It was just kind of in a, in a, (laughs) 
in one of the goofiest situations of my entire life. Um, I don't know how they mixed up my phone number. It will forever be a mystery. But I did get a great round of golf out of it with the president of the university at the time, which is cool to say in, in any way you look at it. And and after the golf was done, like we posed for pictures on the green. He came out and gave my, you know, gave my friends an introduction, like met them and, and, and said thank you to them. And it was just it was just cool. Like he gave us gas money too. like it was great. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, you know, it was it was just such a funny experience, but it was also such a rewarding one because like I said, it, it, I was genuinely the imposter, but in some way, that experience was meant for me, whether it be the universe that did it or me being recognized for my campaign for student body president, whatever it may be, I ended up there for a reason. And I think that's an important kind of well-rounded takeaway from our discussion today. Imposter syndrome takes many shapes and forms and impacts us in different parts of our lives but when you can step away from the noise the comparisons the voices in your head it's it it, it's important to be confident in the work you've done be confident in your skill set and what you bring to the table and know that you belong in every room that you move in you belong in every position that you hold because you've worked hard and you deserve it. And with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thank you again for listening and being so in tune and for coming back. Appreciate, you know, having you back again. Um, I am going to go lay down because I've been sitting crisscross applesauce in my closet and my back is aching. But I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and check on your friends, check on your family, and celebrate the small wins. How about that? Celebrate a small victory on your path towards greatness. That sounded really good. I'm trademarking that. Goodbye. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you, people. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast, for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, please come back for another one. We'd love to have you. And with that, stay safe, take care, and get well soon.